Good morning. This is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, The Misfy Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community, and The Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from farm-fresh ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 311 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryomedia Network. Yeah. Little shoulder action for you this morning. Mm-mm-mm. Today, recording day is Tuesday, February 6, 2024, and it's going to be a nice day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my good friend, Mr. Grizzly. We have a nibble for you this morning, but before we do anything else, we'll thank our podcast founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss V Mysteries from Corbin Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com, and ask Mr. Grizzly, how's your mental health doing today, sir? Hmm, funny thing that, the way mental health works. I was feeling melancholy and low yesterday. I think it was because it was a very quiet work day for me. So I spent most of the day at home alone reading tech stuff. And I read a lot of tech stuff at work and when I have quiet moments, but I usually have running around to do. And and when I'm at home, I just simply didn't. So I went for a walk last night and picked up some groceries and uh, stopped at the pub and had a Guinness Zero because I didn't want any alcohol, but I really wanted a Guinness and they have Guinness Zero now. So that was nice. And I came home, had some dinner, and uh, sat on the couch and prepped and did, did an ASMR and went to bed feeling uh, better, better than I had because I had a chance to talk it out. And that is therapeutic. But when I woke up first thing this morning at 5 a.m. when the alarm went off, I was lying in bed, and that's before I've taken my medication, before I've had a chance to get up and have a coffee and read and exercise and shower and Lying there feeling a sense of dread and doom and literally one of the thoughts, and I'm going to be really candid here. One of the thoughts that invaded my mind was, none of this is worth it. Why don't you just, and that's Mm. what depression does. It says things like that to you in the weirdest times. And I was like, oh, and it just like a, 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 a wave of darkness took me over. And I thought, okay, I have to get out of bed right now because I know if I get up and I get moving and I get some food and I get a coffee and I I do this, prep for this, 
I'll, I'll have a purpose in life again, because literally I woke up feeling like purposeless, aimless, empty. There's no future. Why bother? And that's mm. one of the things that depression does to you. Even though I'm in a good spot, even though mentally I'm really good, it, there are moments where it just comes out of nowhere and does that to you. And I think my sharing that may help somebody. So yeah, I'm letting you know where I'm at and, and how I'm feeling. I'm doing great right now, but I wasn't when I woke up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, and that being said, prior a couple of years ago, I would not have been able to make it into work on a day like that. I would have just said, I, I would have called in sick because I, I couldn't get out of bed. I had no purpose and I couldn't find a reason. I know now that I can get out of bed. I can take my medication. I can do some exercise. I can do this. I can, and I know that the day will get better incrementally as the moments tick by. And sure enough, right now I'm feeling great. I'm feeling amazing right now. Oh, good. What? Good. Two hours ago? No. Yeah. And see, that's I've, what depression does. See, I've never had it, fortunately. You're, You're very... Not just the situational patch I went through after my mom passed away. Of course. But from the way you describe it, I get this feeling that it's almost a battle between what your brain is telling you and what you know to be that's true. What it, that's exactly and what it is. And when things get really bad, it's what you know to be true can't win. Yes. And when things get really bad, you just, uh... <laughs> James, I actually have one. <laughs> it's just not going to shave my head with a straight razor. I use an electric shaver for my head. Thank you. Yes. A straight razor will perk you up. <laughs> it's one of those things that your, your own brain is telling you things that aren't true. And when you're not healthy, you are not able to discern that it's not true. So it's difficult to pull yourself up and get on with your day. And in the years past, I would not have been able to come to work on a day like today. I wouldn't have had the energy to get out of bed because I would have lied there thinking there's, you know, there's no point to all of this, even though I know that there is, I know that there is. Yeah, exactly. Like, because you don't have it in you. How can you not know? I can't do this without you. So clearly you have purpose and all the kids, they love you. But yeah, when the, I guess when those feelings get too overwhelming, it, none of that matters. Exactly. And prior to medication, it would have been even vastly worse. So medication works for me. And, and there's other exercises. I do meditation, medication, talking about it, openly talking about it and discussing it on my ASMR channel here. Every morning we talk about it. And I think it's really important. And obviously I'm waxing on about it because I, mm -hmm. I need to. So hopefully I can help somebody out there to let them know you're not alone. I, I know exactly what you're going through. I have the same feelings and thoughts and I wish I didn't. I really, and I wouldn't wish this on anyone. And I mean that because it's a serious illness and it, it takes a lot of effort to be happy. And I am happy because I've decided I want to be, mm -hmm. but there are days when the illness wins and today it's not winning. I am but it was trying to kick my ass at 5 a.m. Hmm. I am glad, my friend, that you are doing better now. And I'm glad that uh, you've gotten help. And uh, as you, when you need to wax on a little bit about it, uh, there's, this is always a space for it. I will always make room for it. I know. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. And the, that's the whole purpose of the ASMR channel is to open up and talk about those things. Because it, it's, we have one corporate day a year. Less <laughs> past, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it every time you need to. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Every about that. time you need to. Yep. Yep. 
Exactly. Good morning to the kids. Kit Dan. Kit Badger. Hello. I'm not sure if that's a name I recognize from the chat, but if you're new here, welcome to the Beaver Lodge. Glad to have you. Kit Moan and family. Hello. Hello, Mademoiselle Fox. How are you today, dear one? Good morning, Kit Hugh. Good morning, Kit Elaine. Good morning. Who else do we have with this kid fam? Hello, lovely. So nice to see you. Kid James, hey. <laughs> nice to see you, friend. Who else do we have with us? Going down the list, Kit PNC Bio. Hello, Kit Cassie. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Cal. Good morning, Tabby G. Good morning, Kit Sean. Good morning, Kit Linda M. So nice to have you join us today. Mike H. Hello, friend. There you go. Nice to see you as well. And I believe, oh, Kit Wishful in very early. Hello. <laughs> One of the first ones to say something today on the chat. Glad you're all here. Thank you for joining us. In the news, lots of stuff going on. A thought for our friends out east. Oh, hello. Good morning, Kit Carpet Bomber. Because there has been a lot of weather, as we mentioned yesterday, but things have gotten uh, pretty, we're getting a sense of it now. Mm -hmm. They got yeah. Nova Scotia. Yeah, in Nova Scotia, Premier Tim Houston declared a state of emergency. Uh, it seems that uh, most of Nova Scotia got 70 to 100 centimeters, but uh, on Cape Breton Islands, particularly where things were hit the hardest in mm -hmm. Sydney, they measured 150 centimeters a of snow. Half of snow. A meter and a half of snow. Holy crap. The province of New Brunswick, apparently Blaine Higgs still has a little bit of a heart left. He's sending additional plow units with operators to help run them 24-7. And the government of Nova Scotia also called upon the federal government for snow plows, fuel, and air support. And Parks Canada has responded with sending plows, and the Coast Guard has responded with sending helicopters already. So, I don't know if you saw uh, Pierre Polyev's tweet about... Um, uh, several hours after the Prime Minister had said, I've been in touch with Pr uh, Premier Higgs. We are here to help whatever we need. And of course, what does Canada will be here to support you? And what does Pierre Polyev have to say? Conservatives will be here to support you when needed. How? Conservatives, not Canadians. They how? think about, they think themselves apart. Yeah, but how? That's just it. What decision-making power does he, what's he going to do? Nothing. Is he going to draw from his fundraising and send care packet? What is he going to do? Dustin, could you help them? That's the limit of what he can do. And he likes to brag about conservatives. Hey, Pierre Polyev, you clearly identify as conservative over Canadian. You do not deserve to run a goddamn Boy Scout troop. You've never earned anything in your life. Seriously. And out on the West Coast, I'm not sure if it's hit BC yet. I know that there's a little bit of rain scheduled for today, but down in Southern California, city of LA got 10 centimeters of rain in one day, which is more than double the greater, more than double the record, which is over a hundred years old. They're going through an atmospheric river system. There's fear of mudslides, fierce winds. It's worse because it's an El Nino year. And when you add the accumulated effects of climate change because of drought and dryness, mudslides, add some high winds, trees are falling. There's a state of emergency declared in eight counties in California. About half a million homes are without power. And in the mountainous area regions of California, closer to the north, they're expecting 60 centimeters of snow. It seems the system is moving up because I went to look at the weather report and that there's rain scheduled for at least like pretty much most of the next week in BC. 
So I'm not sure if uh, it's going to hit as intensely there, but do prepare. All right. The thing that uh, people, uh, experts recommend in this situation is to just make sure that you have enough food and fuel and light and stuff for warmth and and stuff and just a shelter at home for these types of things. But uh, yeah, Um, just in case it's coming over there. But hopefully we'll get you, uh, the state will work as it should and we'll get things cleared out in the east quick enough for people to get back to their regular lives. But uh, yeah, this is what we have to expect now. And the thing with climate change that's really... I'd hate to use the word depressing, given the the, the thing that we've just had, but that's particularly challenging is that people like results fast. And it's not right? fast. It's this type of thing where it's like, oh, we've been, st-, and there's always somebody in the opposition who's written and say, hey, you've tried this policy like for six seconds and it didn't solve the problem. So you guys failed. But uh, with climate change, given what's already baked into the cake, no matter what we do, we still got 28 more years of this. Yes. So it's not going to happen fast. It's a perfect opportunity for anybody on an opposition side to say somebody's failed. It's not working to get people to change course. And we as a population have to realize that uh, if we want some stuff done, we have to do stuff now. Did you see where... And that the curve is 28 years wrong. Fox News came out in support of and actually admitted to climate change. Did you see that? Yes. You know how they did it, right? Yes, with Taylor. Yeah, when they said... oh. Taylor Swift is flying back and forth on a jet to get to Kelsey's games. Look at all the carbon she's emitting. You admit that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the conservatives are doing it as well with Justin Trudeau's travel, right? Oh yeah. Every single time. Every single time. Then they care about it. It's bullshit. This, this, what you're tweeting here, I'm tweeting, what you've put in the chat here, you were currently dealing with, with events that were created in the early seventies. You are correct about that. Yes. And they recognized then, of all people, Richard Milhouse Nixon, the crooked president, I'm not a crook, who started the EPA because he recognized, we don't do something now, we're not going to have a planet in the year 2000. He knew that. Mm -hmm. They started doing something then. And since that time, you remember the, that was the first Earth Day was 1971. Mm -hmm. And then 20 years later in 1991, it became a big thing again because we realized, holy shit, we're in deep trouble. We have 10 years to save this planet. By 2001, we hadn't done nearly enough. And it seems that we have gone backwards. We've backslid since then, which is really disturbing. Back then, we used to call it environmental conservative. We wanted to conserve the environment. Now, apparently, it's a loony lefty thing. Yeah. And the Overton window takes a step to the right. Oh boy. There is no principle they will not betray. Yeah, really. Kit Hugh Nixon was a commie compared to Trump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything is relative. Everything is relative. Speaking of Taylor Swift, very briefly, I noticed that again at the Grammys, it's a little Grammy side note, that Jay-Z, who's Beyonce's husband. Oh, Jay-Z, yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z got up to receive a, a big award. It wasn't a nom- award for which he was nominated. It's one of those sort of like lifetime achievement or type, one of those awards that are and pre-announced. So there was no mystery that he was going to get it. And then again, made the quip that it's uh, really a signal or sad or bad or whatnot mm-hmm. that his wife, Beyonce, the queen. Who has won queen 32 B, Grammys, by the way. Has won 32 Grammys, has not yet won a best album Grammy. Yeah. On the night that Taylor Swift won the best album Grammy. Album Grammy. And it reminds me, 
at the MTV Awards when mm-hmm. Taylor Swift won Video of the Year in the same year that Kanye. Beyonce had Single Ladies and then yeah. Kanye. It's like, guys, it's like, I'm part it's black myself, thing. but dudes, you really need to stop crapping on Taylor Swift's night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like this, and listen, I want Beyonce to get a Best Album Grammy as much as anyone. She probably should have gotten one for Lemonade. I agree. Because that was freaking brilliant. But you also did that on the same night that Joni Mitchell, who mm-hmm. already had 11 Grammys, mm-hmm. performed for the first time on the show. Ever. At 80-something. Yeah. You might want to bump your brakes just a bit. What Mohan is saying here, if DMX didn't win the Grammy for Best Album, the entire process is broken. Eh, no, argument, no argument there. Yeah, really. It's a gold give it to you. And he released what four albums in a row in a three year period or something like that. It was his output was pretty crazy by today's standards. Oh yeah. Back in the sixties when the Beatles were making records, they put out a record every three to four months. That's how prolific their release schedule was. They wanted to put out three three to four records a year because back then you made money selling records. Yes. Not touring much. And during DMX's day, you were still making money selling CDs because streaming wasn't what it is today. And Napster had just been shut down. So it was still selling CDs at the time. Records, I like to say, because actually they're selling today, which is the... Go figure. I love it. I do love it. But you buy a new record and it usually comes with a link to be able to stream the songs. Mm-hmm. You can download them or you can stream them on Spotify or something to that effect. So you can sit at home and listen to your record and then take it with you on your phone. Anyway, I went a little yep. off topic there. We have some good news mm-hmm. because it seems that the way that David Mosscrop described it as bullying works. Yes. We reported not too long ago that uh, insurance giant Manulife had decided that a new way to screw Canadians over was to take their most profitable drugs and make them available only through one outlet. Oh, and guess which that? one it was. Oh, the one owned by Loblaws, Shoppers Drug Mart, and Loblaws. You win the prize. It seems that people got mad. And it seems that people let Manulife know that they were mad. And then all of a sudden, headline, yeah. Mr. Grizzly. Manulife will cover specialty drugs filled at any pharmacy following backlash to Loblaw deal. The company said it would implement change quickly following public feedback. You see, yeah, here's you bet you do all day. Here's the thing. For decades, the false story that in Canada you can't choose a doctor and you have to go to the specific drugstore they tell you to go to because you have universal health care, that Americans are told by right-wing Republican Congress people and senators and presidents They've been saying that lie for decades. And it looked like right-wing conservatives under the lobbyist group by Jenny Byrne and Associates. Put that in an ad and on TV during hockey and Raptors games, liberals. Come on. click. They wanted to make that happen. And they tried to make that happen. And public outrage let them know. Not cool. We will boycott. I don't care if they're the biggest. We will boycott. And we will go straight to the hospital to get the drugs at the hospital pharmacy. Because every hospital has a pharmacy. Did you know that? I'm sure you did. 
in case you didn't, now you do. You can get your medication in the hospital if you need it. And if you've got a company that is trying to monopolize specific cancer medications, the most profitable ones, you can get them from the hospital instead of letting some company monopolize who gets those profits. Of course, when stuff like this happens, embarrassing stuff for conservative happens, they need to counter-program. So we've been hearing a lot about car theft yeah. from the conservatives. And Pierre Polyev comes around and says, we're going to do mandatory minimums. If you steal three cars, you get three years in jail. One year in jail for every car you steal, basically. That's how we're going to stop the crime. Because remember, that's their thing, right? Axe the tax. Mm. Right? Stop the crime. There are four things, right? I'm not sure how mandatory minimums stop the crime. So basically, Pierre Polyev has told Canadians that the only solution I have for this is recycling the same policy Harper used back that in that work. time, mandatory minimums, a policy that has been proven ineffective because it didn't stop much crime because, hey, if all those would stop the crime, then we wouldn't have a situation there based on conservative policies back from X number of years ago. These laws got overturned by the courts. And once again, a mandatory minimum, I guess, happens after your car has been stolen. Yeah. Years later, at sentencing, stronger does sentencing does not stop a crime. The crime already happened. So basically, he's telling you he's got nothing for you, and all he's going to do is make more illegal something that is already illegal. It's absurd. He's got nothing for you. And as a result, you have... a. Uh, Jenny Byrne, I'm going to loop this around, is coming out yesterday and trying this one, Mr. Grizzly, that I spot. And this is, tell me you're drowning. <laughs> Let's talk about Pablo Rodriguez behind the wheel. Yes, so Pablo Rodriguez comments on Pierre Polyev's car theft plan by saying Pierre Polyev is asleep at the wheel on car theft. We've already, well, we're already at work with police and ports. If conservative politicians care so much, they wouldn't have cut funding to fight guns and gangs. Polyev doesn't care about you. He wants to scare you. Exactly. And Jenny Byrne says, let's talk about Pablo Rodriguez behind the wheel and then cites a McLean's article with the title. Uh, Pablo Rodriguez had booze on his breath after crash. June 8th, 2010. Mm -hmm. So goes back there. He had refused a breathalyzer test at the time. So again, Pablo Rodriguez says, Polyev doesn't want to help you. He wants to scare you. And then Jenny Byrne then takes advantage of this and says, yeah, look how scary Pablo Rodriguez is. Mm -hmm. He once drove drunk. And that is quite the flex when you consider that on your team, you got Scott Moe. Who killed a woman, has three DUIs, and killed a woman. Now do Scott Moe, Jenny. Please, now do Scott Moe. I'm not going to use the B word, but someone escaped from the kennel again. Yeah. I'm just... with E and, and ends with itch. Tell me you are drowning... 
And this is like the big conservative strategist, and all she can come up with is an article from 2010 about him having had booze on his breath when he crashed his car. Now, not given a free pass, that's a no. You don't drive under the influence. And yes, he should be raked over the coals for that. And he did get raked over the coals for that because it was made public 14 years ago. Yeah. As opposed to Scott Moe, who got to live for many years, decades or whatever, before it was found out and got public. There was a, the, the uh, hmm? son of the woman who was yes. killed in that DUI only found out about two or three years ago. So it was like 20 years, 20 years after the fact, I think, or something to that effect. Yeah. I'd have to dig the story up. Yeah. I can't remember everything. There was no trial. No. Right. And then you get uh, Pepe Le Pew Troliev having his moment with the media yesterday. Oh, where he's going to talk about his car thing. I don't know if you've got that set up, Mr. Grizzly, at all. Just give me a moment and I will find Because I have it here. I have a link here yeah. for you if you don't. Yeah, please send me the link. I'll send it. So he's uh, sitting there and he's doing his press conference and Pierre obviously is not doing very well with the media one-on-one, so he's gone back to Harper's policies of just allowing five questions. I tell you, kids, it's like, even though Stephen Harper, thankfully, is no longer the Prime Minister of Canada, Stephen Harper does appear to forever be the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Very clearly. Even if he's gone. Because, hey, Pierre, you're not really doing good with the media. How about you reinstitute my policy that you only take five questions? You're a boss. Of course, given what happened in Alberta, given Pierre's long-standing policy of letting provinces do what provinces will do, because he really stood up for Muslim Canadians on the Bill 21, and he really stood up for Anglophone Quebecers on Bill 96. And then when Scott Moe invoked the notwithstanding clause on trans kids, he didn't have much to say when Blaine Higgs Went after trans kids, he didn't have much to say. Of course not. And then it seems that when it comes to Alberta's policy, well, it seems that we've got out in the news that uh, word is that he told everybody in his cabinet and in his caucus, if anybody asks you about this, just shut the fuck up. But he's going to give you the most freedom in the world, right? He's going to make Canada the freest country where he muzzles his MPs and won't allow them to travel to the WEF in Switzerland. Yeah. Mm. Freedom for me, but not for thee. And you know why he did this, right? Because have you seen his party members? Yeah. It's the same reason Harper did it. He doesn't want to spend the next seven months cleaning up bozo eruptions because this Alberta policy is it's not going to be tabled in the legislature until September, and it's February. Mm-hmm. So we've got February till September, and then you've got the whole legislative process that's going to take a certain amount of time. And if they don't invoke the notwithstanding clause when they're going to do it, then there's going to be like the court case that's just ready as soon as like they have the as soon as it passes, boom. <laughs> it's like it has now received assent. Zero point two seconds later, we're taking you to court. There you go. Because that's what's going to happen. And then it's going to be in the news again. 
So this is going to dominate the news somehow for the next year and a half, at least mm -hmm. more. And there's an election coming, so he doesn't want to spend the whole time going clean up on all truly ass. <laughs> it's funny because it's they true. they ask you about that, just don't, just, so when somebody tells people not to talk about something, and here's the irony, right? Mm-hmm. Teachers are telling kids, don't tell because they're doing stuff. Never trust adults that tell you not to talk about something. That's the whole premise about this thing. And he's telling his whole caucus, if anybody asks you about this, shh, don't talk about it. Don't tell anybody what's happening at home. Shh. You can't invent this stuff. So, of course, he's asked about it. And... I don't know, but tell me if you're having a moment of deja vu. It's deja vu all over again. Here, let's just, uh, let's have a look at Roll this. Roll the clip. If we do. The tweet and then the clip, right? Okay, yes, yes. Here's the tweet. Reporters asked Pierre Polyev why he sent a memo to CPC HQ MPs not to comment on Daniel Smith's policies regarding transgenderism and what his party's stance on the issues are. I'm not going to give my opinion, I want to know what you think of his answers. Let's just watch this, shall we? Three minutes of rambling idiocy and ignorance and just watch. Well, email obtained by Globe and Mail shows your party has advised MPs not to comment publicly on Alberta's new transgender health and education policies. Why are you telling MPs not to comment on this? And can you please tell us your opinion on your party's position on Increasing restrictions on gender youth. Sorry, what's that? What was the last part of your question? Why are you telling MPs not to comment on this? And can you please tell us your opinion on your party's position on increasing restrictions on transgender youth? Okay, your question it contains falsehoods. You should to tell me what restrictions you're referring to. That's the question they gave you. Who gave you that question? That's from my office. There's Justin not much Trudeau and the media have been spreading disinformation to distract from his doubling of housing costs, his quadrupling of the carbon tax, the crime wave that he's unleashed across the country. Uh, and they're doing that by spreading in for disinformation on this and other issues. Uh, Justin Trudeau does not want to defend his appalling record of sending two million people to food banks. And so he's spreading disinformation on this subject with the help of uh, uh, the media who want to cover up for his failures. Uh, our approach is to focus on our common sense plan to axe the tax, build the homes, fix the budget and stop the crime. Thank you. This one from the question. That's Sue from CBC. Just to follow up on, on the previous question and the video of Jen Danielle Smith released. Your, where do you represent, sorry, where did the Conservatives stand on these issues that she had talked about in the video? Oh, we stand for common sense, like on everything else. Um, our approach is to axe the tax, build the homes, stop, fix the budget and stop the crime. And we extend that same, we extend common sense to all it. It's just, the record is skipping. He just keeps giving the same bullshit non-answers in every single presser. Sorry, I just had to get that out. Shoes. 
Now, Justin Trudeau wants to use this as a wedge issue. He's now trying to distract from doubling housing costs, quadrupling the carbon tax, unleashing crime and chaos in our communities, forcing two million people to the food bank. And so he is spreading disinformation on this subject. And it's time for Justin Trudeau to stop distracting and dividing Canadians. Let parents raise kids and provinces run schools and hospitals. That's my common sense approach. And it's time to bring it home. Thank you. Okay. Now, as a kit uh, said here, uh, the first journalist said thank you after his first answer. No. No. You didn't answer the damn question. No. No. And then the second journalist, I'm not sure if you could hear the question because it was pretty low, but the second journalist was a female journalist. first journalist was a male journalist. And she basically came back with the question again. And what he did basically is he just repeated the same stock answer. So the guy can't think of his foot. So he's good at one of his rallies when he's got his script pre-written. Yes, and he knows that nobody's going to interrupt them, and he's got his, all his lines. But the guy can't think on his feet, number one. Number two, the question was about why you did a certain thing, and you talked about Justin Trudeau rather than yourself. So there's a playbook. And you'll notice on both questions after he was asked the question, he looked down. Mm-hmm. When he gets one of these questions that he doesn't like, he looks down, and he gets that Linus face from Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes the question I don't want to ask. He claims that there are falsehoods in the question, which is the same thing he did to that CP reporter when he was doing that press conference from the synagogue. The questions contain falsehoods. doesn't say what the falsehoods are. So you can be challenged by the journalist just that the question contains falsehoods. Starts questioning the questioner. Where did you get that question? Who gave that to you? Like this. And then launches in to talking about Justin Trudeau. It's all it's about deflect. Now. He's done it many times. Oh, yeah. Because he's got nothing. He can't think. He's so thin-skinned. It's ridiculous. The man has no leadership abilities whatsoever. He's a total narcissist. He hates you. I'm telling you he hates you. All he wants is to use you to get some money from you. That's it. He hates You're Canadians. You're an ATM. You're an ATM. Yeah, that's all you are to him. Nothing more. And you are data points. Yeah. He will that's use it. you, abuse you, and throw you away. He, he didn't answer a damn question. All he did was deflect and say, Justin Trudeau is creating a wedge issue. It's something that a conservative premier did, and you refused to answer the question. And he deflects. Who asked that question? My office. That's... He literally sent a memo. Don't say to the MPs not to comment. Says your question contains falsehood. What's the falsehood? There's an actual memo. Like you can print it and hold it. And he didn't cite what that falsehood's supposed to be. He just. He will either lie or deflect and defame. That's it. 
He's got two plays. Clearly. He's got two plays. That's all he's got. And he's got to last another 19 months or so with just two plays. I don't know what it's going to take for the press pool to start getting pissed off and tired of this. But again, if I was part of the press pool, I'd be calling all my other colleagues and saying, every time this motherfucker gives a press availability, we're going to ask him why he gave that memo. We're just going to ask the question. If we have to use our five questions, ask that. And then when he does his next one, we'll do that and we'll do that. We'll do that until he answers the damn question. But they'll move on like they always do. And the second reporter, when she was asking a question, she sounded like she was nervous when she was asking it. Oh, yeah. She even apologized in the middle of it. Sorry for having missed something up. Like, Just ask the damn question. Be firm. I want to know who these... They're, these... they're threatened or coward, or I don't know what it is, but it's, sir, you didn't ask the question, so I'm going to ask it again. There is a memo. It has circulated. There is evidence of that. It's, why did you send it? Be firm. It's like the press pool does not respect itself. It's like, oh my God, we got five minutes with you. Oh, we're going to get our five questions. Oh, thank you, thank you. Let's be so deferential. Stop being fucking deferential. It's an adversarial relationship. You want information he does not want to give. Be like a lawyer on cross-examination. Ask the damn question. Be forceful. Yeah, Kit Hugh, stop being so damn timid. Put him on the back foot for once. Indeed. He turns the table and starts asking, starts asking questions. Like, Sir, this is not your moment to ask questions. This is your moment to answer them. The question was... And then ask the question. Find some... <clears throat> God, find some intestinal fortitude. What is wrong with you people? The role of the press is to ask unpopular questions to popular people. Don't be ashamed to do your damn job. Just do it. Make like Greek goddess Nike and just do it. Damn it. My God. What's wrong with these people? No wonder he runs roughshod all over you guys. This is not it. This is not it. They are sentencing children to homelessness. They are sentencing children to self-harm. They are sentencing children to abuse. They are sentencing sick children to work in the sex trade in order to be able to get by where they might risk being trafficked or beaten or murdered. They're sentencing children to addiction. Ask the damn question and be firm. Exactly, Kid James. Reporters can't even properly word their questions anymore. They ramble and insert viewpoints instead of just asking succinct questions. You so true. Or telling people not to. Why did you do that? Mm -hmm. He asks you a question about it. Say nothing. Don't try to fill the space. Don't try to apologize. Don't give more details for him to clutch onto and run to. Just say, I said, the question, 
if you didn't understand the question, sir, I'll the question it. was, you circulated a memo asking people not to talk about it. Why did you do that? That's yeah, it, sir, you're not here to interview it. me. I'm here to ask you questions, not the other way around. I asked you a question. Do you have an answer? Do you need me to repeat what I just asked you, sir? I'll repeat yes. it. Yes, that's the approach. I... <laughs> I have a better clip of this from CPAC where it's loud and clear. Okay. Because uh, that first one was very difficult. I cranked it as loud as I could, but I couldn't get any more volume. Here's a better feed of it, though. So for those of you who missed it the first time. Thank you. Next question. Jerome from Money News. Uh, an internal email obtained by the Globe and Mail shows your party has advised that bees not to comment publicly on Alberta's new transgender health and education policies. Uh, why are you telling MPs not to comment on this? And can you please tell us your opinion on your party's position on increasing restrictions on transgender youth? Sorry, what's that? It was the last part of your question? Why are you telling MPs not to comment on this? And can you please tell us your opinion on your party's position on increasing restrictions on transgender youth? Okay, your question it contains falsehoods. You should tell me what restrictions you're referring to. See, there the journalist does the right thing. That's the question I gave you. Who gave you that right. question? That's where my, where my Pierre waited him out. Yeah. Which desk is that? It's None of your business. Okay. Uh, this is the problem. Justin Trudeau and uh, the media... So when he says, what desk is that? I'd say, the one by the window. What difference does it make? Can you answer the question or not? But I'm here asking you questions. You're not, no, this is not how this works. Yeah. Do I need to teach you media? Yeah, and again, this... the body language is all wrong. Now, if you can, not give his answer again, but if you can fast forward to some, I can keep talking to what the next question, the, the female reporter, how it is that she asked it. Because, uh, yeah. Members of the press, it's not that hard to write your question down as you want to ask it first, rather than trying to invent it on the fly. And then just ask the question you've written down. Like a little preparation. You know who this guy is. You know what he does. You've not, this is not exactly. your first rodeo, James, the reporter should have left out the last part on the restrictions. He, that's something he added. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and he used that additional detail to pivot. Like, exactly, classic media trick. You, Kip, I cannot agree with you more, sir. Here's the second question from the CBC uh, female reporter. Thank you. This will be the final question. Uh, Sue from CBC. Just to follow up on on the previous question and the video of Jen, that Danielle Smith released. Your, where do you represent, sorry, where did the Conservatives stand on these issues that she had talked about in the video? Oh, we stand for common sense, like on everything else. And uh, our, right there. What the hell does that mean? Where do you stand on these issues? We stand for common sense. What that is that? We stand, and then he goes, we stand for acts the tax, which is not the issue. No, he just deflects, deflects. And people want this man to be prime minister. Yeah. 
<laughs> Got Kid James going doing the mic drop. Yeah, Douglas and I agree. Boom, I'm out. <laughs> My friend, when you're right. When yeah, you're, is, you're right. This is the concern. Sadly, most Canadians are, are not as you know political geeks as we are, and they won't see this. They will only record the shallow slogans. And that is the concern. That is the problem. That is why we have a show to try and inform as many people as possible about what's going on. Because first off, I don't think we're ever going to get a conservative on this show because we've pilloried them from day one because they deserve to be pilloried. They've earned it. You want a better press? Act better. Simple as that. We're not against you. No. We only report and talk and comment on what we see and what you do. Like the press is against us. They got an entry root bias. Stop doing stupid shit. You'll do you'll guess you'll stop getting stupid press. It's not so much that they're against you, they're against your foolish policies and ignorant sayings and dumb slogans and buzzwords that actually have no meaning whatsoever and will do nothing for Canadians. We're gonna stop the crime. <sighs> really? Really? They've been trying to stop crime for over two thousand years. Yeah. But let me know when, let me know what your, your progress is on that. It's been going on since before the time of Christ. All right. Settle down. You, you want to reduce crime, UBI, and get people places to live. Crime is reduced when people have money and a place to live. Yes. It and saves then... us money. Every Canadian, including the wealthy, will save money. Yes. If we give money to those who need it. If you eliminate crimes of necessity, crimes of survival, like having to steal bread to eat or having to break into a car to steal something so that you can get your next fix because you have an addiction, it's amazing how much time police officers will have to actually deal with real crime. This is not rocket surgery, as Mr. Grizzly likes to say. Look, geez. if a dumb like me can figure it out, folks. Man. In other parts of the news, it seems that the police in London, Ontario, have issued a public apology to yeah, EM, too. who is, um, the, again, I hate saying words like victim because she clearly is no victim. Um, it was the target, let's say, of that sexual assault from involving eight people from the World Junior Hockey Team gold, winning, gold medal winning team from 2018. They did not say why the investigation took longer than it did, but the person who had been sent out to issue the apology did specifically say, Quote, everyone involved in the 2018 investigation are potentially witnesses to the current prosecution, which means none of them are working on the current case, which is good. And they were asked specifically about preferential treatment, as in, did they get preferential treatment because they're hockey players that just won gold for Canada? The question must be asked. We don't know. Maybe evidence will come out in the trial, but EM, whoever you are, you have our support mm -hmm. because we know the courage that it takes 
And she has been fighting for this for a long time. To have this properly investigated and have her day in court. And court is not going to be easy either. They're going to drag her through the mud. Especially since she admits that she willingly went with one. It's what happened after that was not willingly. So they're going to drag her through the mud. You stay fierce. You stay fierce and you go get him. You go get what's yours. Don't get mad. Get everything. It's very rare that the police department apologizes before a trial even takes place. Before there's a verdict. They know. They screwed up. I don't know what type of evidence there's going to be. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Harper also... uh, just popped into my mind, it seems that all references to Indian and Modi have been erased from the Funny. IDU's website. Funny how that works. I that. wonder if he too got, was made aware of certain details of evidence that exists. He says, whoops, you know what? <clears throat> and uh, Harper, if we remember his 10 years in government, is infamous for nothing, if not cutting bait mm-hmm. on people when things get a little too close to him, or throwing them under the bus, like he did Helena Georges and Raheem Jaffer. Of course. Remember that? Yeah. See what he did to their careers? <sighs> hopefully, hopefully, this fire burns a few before the next election. Hey, we need it. We need this to happen. And the last little bit, little thing in the news that I picked up for today as when it comes to measles, there seems to be fear of more outbreaks. There have been some uh, in the States and there's been a case or here or two in Canada. Measles is the most infectious disease known to man, the most infectious human virus. It usually can start with fever and uh, red eyes. And then three to seven days later, a red rash will appear on the face that can spread through your body. Now, Kate O'Brien, who is a Canadian, who is the director of vaccines and immunization at the World Health Organization, also says that in severe cases, it can cause pneumonia, brain damage, deafness, and blindness. And the reason they're concerned about this is that in Europe in 2022, there were greater than 900 cases of measles. But in 2023, that increased over 40-fold to 40,000 cases. There's been an immunity gap that developed during the pandemic. A lot of people didn't get their vaccinations for things other than COVID. The Mm. usual stuff, the ones that we seemed to pretty much all agree on. And for measles, it was so infectious that a country's target is about 95%. That's the case in Canada is to try to get 95% of people vaccinated to make sure that those who can't get vaccinated for any reason don't get it to maintain. That's what's called that herd immunity. And so... Because of the low vaccination rates, we've developed an immunity gap. Now, usually the measles vaccine is given to children. It's a series of two doses. And usually before the age of seven, it's usually given to infants, though. Mm-hmm. But we usually try to make sure that kids before the age of seven get it. And according to federal government data here in Canada, the immunity gap uh, from the 98%, 95% target has existed for a while. Because in 2017, 87% of children, seven and under, had their vaccine doses, which is 8% under the target. But in 2021, that is reduced to 79%. Wow. 
We're supposed to be hitting 95. Windsor, Excess County earlier this year had issued a warning about it because uh, there was one case. And uh, again, people travel and so do diseases. Again, yes, measles are extremely dangerous to pregnant women. Yes, Cassie, you're completely right. Yes, jabs actually work. <laughs> if you are a parent and you're listening to this show and just because of COVID, what not, you're not caught up on your standard vaccines, rubella, measles, tetanus, rabies, all of them, just make sure that you schedule some time to get back up to date on that because the last thing you want, particularly when we have hospitals that are overcrowded, is for you to need to go there to bring your child there for something that was totally and completely preventable. And sometimes we don't make a priority of it because oh, I'm fine now and I'm like this, but it's, don't wait until you're sick before you're thinking, oh, I should have. You know, we call it preventative medicine for a reason. All right. Oh, you just sent. Just, oh, should I look at it? No, you can look at it later. Okay, I'll look at it later. All right. Mr. Grizzly, do we have a show? We do indeed. All right, kids and cubs. That's the end of this episode. Daily Beaver Morning Show. We hope that you love listening to us because we loved making this for you. Remember that sharing is caring. And word of mouth is priceless. So please tell everyone about us. All your peeps, all your poops. We love to hear from them. And we love to hear from you. So if you have an opportunity, do write to us at truenortheagerbeaver at gmail.com. We've gotten some messages from you. We have to do a viewer feedback episode at some point. Oh, yeah, I think that's a good Steve, idea. Steve, I know you've written to us a few times. We have been getting to getting them. Sorry, I have not been able to answer yet. I'm just more busy. I responded than, to a couple last yeah. night, actually. Just yeah. been super busy. Huh? Yeah, I'm just more busy than, than usual working on three shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, we have been getting them. And uh, we thank you for writing. And we got this really beautiful letter uh, at one point that I would like to read from someone. Just got to make time. There's just too much damn news. But at some point, we'll do that. I don't know if we have a podcast scheduled for the 10th, Mr. Grizzly. Yeah, just Saturday. It's good. To okay, go. we do. Okay, good. Kids, join us for a podcast on the 10th. It's the only Saturday I have free the whole month. <laughs> but hopefully, I will be able to be there in person, which will be great. So I really appreciate that. Let's see what else. Oh, if you don't want to miss an episode, you don't have to because the Ray Girl has sponsored us and has sponsored our pod page. So if you uh, scan that QR code underneath my chin, that will bring you to our pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true North eager beaver, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of those words. And when we have something fresh off the bandwidth, it will come directly to you. If you'd like to support us in other ways, make it a lane and go to our True North Eager Beaver Media YouTube page and smash with all our buttons. Lick them all. Like, share, subscribe, and uh, help our numbers go up. Thank you very much for everything that you do there. And that squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head will bring you to our coffee page. That's coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And... There you can make a contribution to the Eager Beaver Emergency Hydration Fund that helps us keep the show going. And yes, as again, I have lots of thanks to give uh, for that. So hopefully we'll be able to get to you there because the kits have been not only generous, but numerous in uh, donations over the past few weeks. 
it's going to take a couple of minutes actually to, to say thank you to everyone. But we do appreciate the support. And we just wanted to let you know that we did receive it. We are aware and we are grateful. We just need to find a moment when there's a little less news to be able to get it to you. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying it could be a tough world out there, so please be kind to and gentle with yourselves. Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom, please? Yeah, if you're feeling like dark, if you're feeling despair, if you're feeling sad and alone and empty, if you feel like there's no point to any of it, there is. And I am here for you. And I can provide you with some soothing words in times of need. If you go to my ASMR channel, which I should probably put a link to, because as I've said time and time again, mental health is something we don't nearly spend enough time on or talking about, and probably talk about it more than most people want to hear. If that's the case, I, I apologize for those who get sick and, and think I sound like a broken record, but at this, this time of the year, I find it's something that isn't spoken about enough. And one day a year is not nearly enough. So here's a link to the ASMR channel. And it's all about mental health with soothing words in a soft-spoken voice and an open chat where people can come in and talk about how they're feeling. Oh, Toby Keith died. He couldn't have been that old. No, not at all. He was uh, 62. 62. Wow. Uh, stomach cancer. Oh, I didn't know you were sick. Wow. Yeah, neither did I. I guess he probably didn't want to go public with it. Wow. Two years after his diagnosis. Yeah, there's some pictures of him later in life. He's, uh, yeah, he got very gaunt. Oh, yeah? Do you have some? Do, or do you want to show them? Let's not show them. No, let's not. No, no, if you want to look no. it up, you can look it up. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. I, I see a picture on CTV News from more recent and compared to when he was at his prime, when he was more round. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah well, I, let's remember him at his best mm -hmm. yeah. yeah oh that's a shame i was not i actually fan. liked his music you know, I was not <laughs> a big fan. he had a couple of songs i liked yeah uh, the, the, and the one i thought that was really funny was and this is not something that i partake in but i'll never smoke weed with willie again <laughs> i liked red solo cup yeah. <laughs> Even Snoop Dogg said he wouldn't smoke weed with Willie again. So that should tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Have a most beaverific day. Just find the, the credits here. Where, where's the link? Oh, yeah. Know. We still have to do an Easter egg. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors. The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community, and The Peppermaster. Hot pepper sauces made from farm-fresh ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. We are grateful to the Cryer Media Network for its support, Pete Jarvis for our artwork, and Paul Joseph something for our opening and closing sequence music. Ah, hello, kids. For our Easter egg, a big congratulations goes to our athletes who competed at the Gangwang 2024 Youth Winter Olympic Games. 
which have closed. Canada emerged from the games with six medals, three gold, two silver, and one bronze. We had sent a team of about 79 athletes. So congratulations to Annika Benke and Cole Sauvé, who won gold in pair skating. The whole team that won bronze in the team event in figure skating. Charlie Beattie, who won gold in the men's free ski big air. Eli Bouchard, who won gold in men's snowboard big air. Anthony Shelley, who we had mentioned before, who won the first medal for Canada, a silver in men's snowboard cross. And Eli Bouchard again, two medals, a silver in men's snowboard slope style to go along with his gold in snowboard big air. Very cool. I have an image to share here. All right. This to me, sent this to me. This is a great image because it, it fits with what I started the show with. Helps if I share it, though, I think. I don't know if I... Yeah. Your worst battle is between what you know and what you feel. The heart is boxing with the brain. The heart boxes oh, the mind. That is great. You need to send that to me. Yeah, okay, I will. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's good. It's accurate. And, and, it's great. Yeah. yeah Thank you, Katabi G. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's very suitable. All right. All right. I will uh, see you. Bye. <laughs> I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.